Season 2, Episode 93, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, The Messiah's Followers Must or Should Give Up Everything for His Service. Um, I'll tell you where I'm headed with this, and, and I'm going to say we've got a war going on inside of us between the mind and the flesh, the, the new man and the old man. Uh, and we're going to take a look at that today. So, A.T. Robertson says, Messiah's followers must give up everything for his service. I don't know what that means. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the verses he chose here, and also uh, Romans chapter 7, verses 7 through 25, when <clears throat> Paul talks about the war that goes on inside the believer. And it's a battle. To do what's right. It's a battle to serve the Lord. It's a battle to to keep the law. To love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others you'd have them do unto you. Um, to go to your brother when, when they've done something to offend you and you don't want to go to your brother. Uh, we talked about that in episode 92. Or to take, if he doesn't hear you, take one or two other people. It's not easy to go or to take. Um, then when it comes to bringing it to the church, what I did, uh, the two times I had to go to that level in my Christian life, which is, I've been aware of Matthew 18 for over, uh, more like 40 years, um, but only had to go to that final step uh, to the church a couple of times. And what I did was I went to the to the pastor or in the workplace, it was the headmaster. Uh, but anyway, trying to follow the the steps of Matthew 18 that we covered in episode 92, and I don't think we're going to cover again here. All right, so uh, so the question is: Is it the Messiah's followers must or should give up? Should try to grow in the Lord and and win victory uh, over the flesh. Tough battle, as you will see in Romans chapter 7. Anyway, uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verse 24, O wretched man that I am. At the end of his life, he writes, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death, this war that's going on inside of him in Romans chapter 7. The things he wants to do, he doesn't do. The things he doesn't want to do, he does. We're going to take a look at that. But we're going to go with uh, the verses that A.T. Robertson set out for this episode. There are 11 verses when you count the one that I go back for. We've got 4 in Matthew and 7 in Luke. And uh, then we've got, I don't know... uh, Romans 7, 7 to Romans seven twenty five. So that sounds like something like 18 verses there. All right. Uh, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospel for Student of the Law for Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield's Reference Bible, copyright 1909. Um, so we're going to jump right into this because I, I'm saying the withdraw is over. 
Uh, A.T. Robertson doesn't agree, and that's fine. I mean, he set up these parameters, and and he's done an excellent job. I, I happen to disagree with the word must here. I don't see it in Scripture. I see more like I can't, but I can't never could do nothing. And <clears throat> so uh, it's, it is a war. The war word is war, as you'll see in Romans chapter 7. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Um, all right, so uh, we're not in Capernaum anymore. We're, we're traveling through Galilee. But there's not a bunch of people harassing him. There's not a bunch. Of, I don't know if he's withdrawn. I think he, he doesn't have a crowd follow him anymore. And even though he did a miracle in Capernaum of casting out the demon that his disciples were unable to cast out, still he doesn't have a ton of people following him around. So, again, since that sermon, Eat My Flesh and Drink My Blood, he hasn't uh, had too many followers. Alright, so we're going to take a look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 19. Matthew chapter 8, verse 19. I'm going to look at four verses here. Matthew chapter 8, 19, 20, 21, and 22. And you'll see where uh, A.T. Robertson is, is uh, he doesn't go to Romans to explain anything. Uh, he stays just with the uh, Word of God. Now that might not be true. Maybe he does uh, veer off here and there. I, it, comparing scriptural with scriptural is a good way to study the Bible. And scriptural is the Word of God. Compare the Word of God with the Word of God. And hopefully uh, rightly divide the Word of God. All right, um, Matthew chapter 8, verse 19. And a certain scribe said unto Jesus, so he's out and about, and he just not big crowds anymore, but uh, he is saying goodbye to Galilee as he moves south and out of the desert and different things, but not coming back to Galilee. He's only got six months until his crucifixion. And a certain scribe, who's unnamed, uh, said unto Jesus, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds have, of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. So I guess, you know, this is kind of the rich young ruler where, you know, he knew what the guy was thinking because he was wealthy. He said, give everything you have away and follow me. And the guy went away sorrowful. I, I doesn't say what this guy did, but but uh, I don't think it took much to dissuade this guy from following Jesus. Could be wrong. Verse 21. <clears throat> I apologize for the bronchitis that's tickling my throat here. <clears> throat> Verse 21. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 21. And another of his disciples, now these are not apostles, these are other disciples as far as I know. Uh, Lord, suffer me, allow me, permit me, suffer me first to go and bury my father. I buried my father, and I don't see anything wrong with burying your father. Um, I think Christ is, well, he's got six months left before his crucifixion. So he's... uh, 
kind of setting priorities here. And I, his disciples, when they see the resurrected Savior, they pretty much um, follow him. But there is a war going on inside even the, the, the greatest apostle, which Paul would be one of them. And he's the one that describes the war going on inside the believer in Romans chapter 7. Verse 22, Jesus said unto this disciple, it said, Suffer me to bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. So uh, the dead would be a way of calling, uh, I think, lost people uh, that are not born again, not quickened to eternal life, if you will. Anyway, now we're going to take a look at um, Luke chapter 9, verse 56. Luke chapter 9, verse 56. And I think this goes back to our last lesson. Uh, so I pulled out Luke 56. The Son of Man hath not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. So they've obviously left Capernaum. And uh, probably A.T. Robertson was correct in, in not putting Capernaum. I, I went ahead and put it, but now that I see this, in verse 56, went to another village, that sounds like they're just traveling south, which will be the area of his next ministry, which will be in Judea, Jerusalem, the Jerusalem area. Verse 57 Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. I don't know if this is uh, the same story. Its words are very similar. Um, just the one is in Matthew and one of them is in Luke. I don't know. I, I, would, I would guess that this is the same story being told by Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 58. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man, Daniel chapter 7, uh, the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Luke chapter 9, verse 59. And he said to another, Follow me. And he said, Suffer me first to go bury my father. So I would say this is just Luke's story of the same story that Matthew told. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Okay, now that's, we're still in, on Jewish ground here. And they haven't rejected him. They will in six months give us Barabbas, but... He's still preaching the kingdom of God, which is coming at the end of the 70th week of Daniel, as described in Daniel chapter 7, when the Son of Man descends in the clouds of the air. And we have the battle of Armageddon. We also have the, the judgment of the sheep and the goats, where the goats are cast into the lake of fire and the sheep live on into the millennium. And another also said, Lord, I will that thou let me first go bid them farewell. This is 
not included in, in Matthew, but is in Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So, these are hard sayings to, to really understand. I, again, I, I write it off to Jesus knowing uh, these men's hearts, like he knew the rich young ruler and said, Sell all you have and give to the poor and follow me, if you'll be perfect. Um, anyway, if you plow looking back, you're not going to plow a very straight line. line. Anyway, all right, now, <clears throat> those verses I just read are where A.T. Robinson comes up with the word must um, forsake all. It sounds like that's what Christ is asking his disciples to do. But Paul, the Apostle Paul, taught by Jesus in the wilderness for three years, uh, that's that's what makes an apostle an apostle. They were taught by Jesus. His disciples, three and a half years, his apostles, 12 apostles, if you will. Judas Iscariot never believed. Uh, Matthias, I guess, was, was with them a lot and took Judas's place. And it sounds like God chose... Um, Paul, the Apostle Paul. All right, uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 7, and we're going up to verse 25 here, or the end of the chapter 7. Uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Is keeping the commandments sin? God forbid. The law is not sin. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. The law is our schoolmaster. We wouldn't know thou shalt not covet unless the tenth commandment was there. For I had not known lust, which is a violation of the tenth commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Except the law said thou shalt not covet. Verse 8. Romans chapter 7 verse 8. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of <clears throat> concupiscence or lust. For without the law, sin was dead. Um, sin is not keeping the law. Knowing to do right and not, it's not loving your neighbor as yourself. It's not loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's called sin. Moving right along. Uh, it does talk about that we have a conscience. Even the infidels have a law of their own conscience. Like honor your mother and father and stuff like that. The fifth commandment. Alright. Uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 9. For I was alive without the law once. I mean if there's no speed limits. You can go as fast as you want. Legally. 
But I don't know if the letter of the law is to love your neighbors yourself, and I don't think you're going to go as fast as you possibly could. Anyway, Wyoming and places that, that have that, they have open range out there, or at least in my lifetime I saw signs that said open range near the Frontier School of the Bible. That, scared, that slowed me down real quick. Open range means there's no fences. Cattle can walk out on the road if they want. You pop over a hill and hit a cow, that's going to ruin your day uh, and kill you as it comes across the windshield into your face. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Verse 10. Romans chapter 7, verse 10. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, the commandment wasn't to kill. It was to give us guidelines. It was to you know, keep us going a reasonable speed. Not to lust. Um, after things that are inappropriate. <clears throat> I think it's okay. You know, God is a jealous God. Um, he wants us to do what's right. I have found there is a godly jealousy, but I found to be unto death. Verse 10 again. The commandment which was ordained to life, I found unto death. Why? Because we don't keep it. For sin, taking occasion by commandment, not obeying the word of God, deceived me. Uh, I think of alcohol, for example. Um, those that are deceived thereby are not wise. In the army, they would talk about going down to the officers' club and getting bulletproof. Uh, you're deceived if you think alcohol makes you bulletproof. But when, but by it slew me. Alcohol could do that. Uh, there's not a commandment against alcohol. In fact, it says take, give strong drink to the dying. But, and take a little wine for your infirmities, uh, Timothy. But in moderation, don't be controlled by it. Be controlled by the Holy Spirit, not by alcohol. Verse 12, Romans chapter 7, verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy. You know, it's not the law's problem. <laughs> the law is good. The commandment is holy and just and good. Verse 12. Verse 13. Was then that which is good made death to me? God forbid. The law is not the problem. The flesh is the problem, as he's going to point out here. I've read ahead. God forbid. When Paul says that, it's you know, it's a very strong way of saying no. Was that which was good made death unto me? No. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, the sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Not loving your neighbor as yourself or not loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul is sin. And being deceived by alcohol can, can result in the same thing. Um, verse 14. And we know that the law is spiritual. Yeah, the law, the Word of God is... Wow, I love it. 
But I am carnal. There's the flesh. Latin, meat, carnal, carne. Sold under sin. We sold ourselves under sin. To sin. By our inability or, or lack of desire to, to know to do right and, and to do wrong. That's the definition of sin. To know the law and not to keep it. The problem is not the law. It's, I'm going to call it the flesh. And that's one thing I think we're going to be separated from in heaven. Is the flesh. So that's a good thing. Looking forward to that. Verse 15. For that which I do allow not. For what I say I'm not going to do that. For what I would. That do I not. For that which I allow not. For, for that which I do I allow not. I say I'm not going to do it but I do it. I, I do it even though I don't want to do it. Verse 15. Second part of verse 15. For what I would, for the, what I want to do, love my neighbor as myself, that I do not. But what I hate I do. So, you know, if this is the great Apostle Paul bearing his soul to us and saying that he has trouble doing what's right or keeping the law or keeping the word of God. Verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, if I do what I don't want to do, I consent unto the law that it is good. It's not the law's problem. I'm, I consent to that. The word of God is amazing. Redeem the time for the days are wicked. It's, you know, it's powerful to be motivated by the Word of God to do good. And I think Paul did mostly a lot of good, especially when he was writing this stuff down. Possibly the closer you get to God, the more you see how dirty you are. Because He is light. Verse 17, Romans chapter 7, verse 17. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Um, Paul said it, inspired by God, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I think we can, or God can, remember our sin no more because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because Christ paid for our sin, should we sin? God forbid, Paul says. We should live for the Lord because why? He died for us. A Bible college professor said that to me about 50 years ago or 40 years ago and it made really good sense to me then and still does. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I hit the wrong button and now I'm confused. Okay. Verse. I'm not sure where I'm at. All right, well, anyway, I'm going to start with verse 12 and just read. I'm sorry if I'm reading this a second time. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 12. Oh, wrong button. Um, why 
Okay, verse 13. Was that which was good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, worketh death in me. By that which is good, which is the law, the sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. To know to do right and to not do it is the definition of sin. So it's uh, exceedingly sinful. To know what the law says and to disobey it. Love your neighbor. Do not lust after things. Do not covet things. Honor your parents. Do not lie. Do not steal. Okay, um, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, I do. That do I. Verse 16. And when I do that which I would not, I consent that the law is good. Now when it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I apologize for reading this again, but it's not going to kill you. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, the law, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil that I would not, that I do. This is the Apostle Paul saying that what he wants to do, he doesn't do. And what he doesn't want to do, he does. Now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more I, but sin that dwelleth in me. Okay, verse 20. I find then that a law that when I... I find then a law that when I... Verse 21. 7, 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. It's called the flesh and and I, verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Okay, you got the inward man, the, the, the new man it's called versus the old man. And these two guys are fighting each other. Verse 23. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. So I have a law in my flesh warring against the law in my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which the law of sin is breaking the law, which is in my members, my flesh. So we got the old man, the new man. Um, and we've got a war going on inside of us. Now, whichever one is going to win is the one you feed the most. You feed the inward man, the new man, by uh, the four talks. Talk, talk to God in prayer. Let him talk to you through his word. I highly recommend memorizing his word. Um, talk to other believers at fellowship. I didn't go to church because I'm getting over COVID and I just I told the church I had it and I just didn't want it. And I still got a cough and I didn't want to start coughing and freak everybody out. So I didn't go last Sunday and I, and I, I missed it. For I, okay, verse 23. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members, the flesh. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me 
from the body of this death. The body, the flesh. And he answers it in verse 25. And I thank God that's who's going to deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who's going to deliver us. So then, that with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. Again, the mind is a good thing, the flesh not so good. But with the flesh, the law of sin. So, I think we are going to be delivered from the flesh. And we get a new body that I, I don't think is made out of flesh. But anyway... It, it, anyway, uh, is it is it uh, disciples must give up everything for his service, or should? I don't think you should give up everything. That you know, you don't give up the good things. You don't give up the law. I just, I'm sorry, At Robertson. I wish you were here to to. Uh, Explain this note. The Messiah's followers must give up everything for his service. It sounds that way when he's talking to these people, but again, we compare spiritual with spiritual. The writings of the Apostle Paul um, and, and Jesus talking to people we don't even know who they are, unnamed people. Um... I, I'm not going to start teaching from what he says to people. I don't even know who they are. Disciples, pretty much, he's a straight shooter. That To these people that may or may not believe in him, not so much. All right. Um, so, all right, I think I finished that. Yeah, verse 25 was, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with God's word, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So when you go to your, you go to your neighbor that that offended you in some way, and you talk to them privately, that's fulfilling the law. When you don't, that's sin. For example. All right. So I'm going to say, adios. Well, I'll tell you, uh, episode 94. The next episode, Lord willing. Unbelieving brothers of Jesus counsel him to exhibit himself in Judea, and he rejects the advice. So, again, I think he has unbelieving half-brothers that, uh, after the resurrection, I think they come around. Okay, um, I'm going to say adios to God, and I'm going to say vaya con Dios, go with God.